Everyone was staring and gawking at me like I was a prince. I was a prince. My parents better give me them cha-cha heels I asked for. That's all I can say. Hello and welcome to Cha-Cha Heels. We're back. I'm your host, Pete Zayas. And I'm the Black Ken, a.k.a. the Boy Barbie Doll, a.k.a. Parts Included, a.k.a. the Music Genius. Wow, you've got so many different AKAs. (laughs) Are you on the lamb? The what? The lamb, honey. Are the, the authorities after you? Are you being chased down by cops in uniforms wearing tight-fitted pants and carrying handcuffs. Oh, oh, sorry about that. Start to start, sorry to start the show off so dirty, but that's just the kind of mood I'm in. Oh, wow, you're giving us Christina Aguilera dirty today. I want to get dirty. Yes, we're back. We're going to give you all the tea and the, and the, and the, and the know-how. And let's, we're going to let you into our minds a little bit for a little bit, a little bit of time tonight. I mean, I just want to start off by talking about one of the rare jewels that is a part of this show, and that is your voice. Oh, yes, I mean, this voice. Should be insured. Thank you. Mesmerizing. Thank you. What do you think about my voice? I love your voice. Do you really? I do, I do. But I heard that some people had something to say about your voice. People always have something to say about my goddamn voice. Oh, my God. Oh, sorry. It's, you know, I don't, I have, I, I you know, my voice is, actually has gotten more and more, like this over the years, I thought you know it would maybe deepen, but it didn't. It didn't. It got actually higher, or whatever this voice is. I have. I'm taking this acting class, <laughs> and um, that was recommended to me, not because I wanted to do it. And um, the teacher yesterday said, um, "What did I tell you about that lisp? You need to go somewhere and get that lisp fixed and come back." And I was like, "A lisp?" And she said, "No, your lisp." <laughs> I was like, I feel like saying, bitch, I don't have a lisp. I have an androgynous hermaphroditic voice, but I don't have a lisp. Oh, it sounds so gorgeous when you put it that way. I agree. So, yeah, and when I was in um, younger in kindergarten, they um, took me out of class and put me in this room with a speech therapist because I didn't talk. And they used to make me put crackers in my mouth and talk with crackers in my mouth. What? Uh-huh. I don't know why. I was like I've been basically tortured I mean, well, because they, of this voice on my life. Well, good thing they tortured you cuz it brought out this beautiful voice. Thank you. And now I want to torture the rest of the world by doing this on the podcast. You should try to hit like that high Mariah Carey note once in a while. Oh, I can't do that. <sighs> well, neither can Mariah. You're a diva. Oh, sorry. I can't call you a diva. Oh no, honey. We don't you can't call me a diva. Because of Miss Patty LaBelle, honey. She does not like to be called diva. Mm-mm. To be called a don't diva. Do it, please don't do it. She thinks these divas nowadays are heifers. And they can't sing. And they can't sing, so being called a diva doesn't mean anything anymore. I agree with her. I mean yeah, she has a point. They call I don't know who decided to just start throwing that word around like Anybody and everybody can be a diva. Like Ariana Grande or Britney. Like these I mean there's some people that you're just, you know, you're a pop star. And there's some grand dames who are divas. Right. Who would you say is a diva? 
Definitely Patti LaBelle. I would say Diana Ross. Beyonce's, Beyonce's a little bit diva-ish. Um, Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Aretha Franklin. Yes. Um, would you say Mariah's a diva? See, I wouldn't call Mariah a diva. I don't, I feel like you have to become a diva, like, I think you have to, you have to, you know, stand the test of time. See, I think a diva's more, a diva's more about, like, your attitude and, like, the way you command the stage. Do you think Mariah Janice... doesn't really do a lot on stage. No. She doesn't, like, command uh-uh. it. She's a great singer, but her, you know, she's... Do you think Janet Jackson's a diva? No. What about Madonna? No. No. You don't think Madonna's a diva? No. I mean, probably, yeah, actually, I take that back. Madonna is a bit of a diva. I think Madonna's a diva. Um, what about, um, God, who else is still around? Tina Turner, definitely course, a, diva, yes. a diva. See, She's simply the best, better than all the rest. I'm going to take the beginning of the song and do it easy. Then we're going to take the end, I'm going to do it. Rough. It's a little bit like Eartha Kitt. <laughs> if Eartha Kitt and Tina Turner had a baby, it would be my voice. Ooh, I'm going to put that on my resume under special skills, bitch. <laughs> that brings us to a special part of our show we like to call Diva, Diva Department Stores. Yes. Okay. This is when I'm going to give Pete a list of divas, and he's going to tell me which department store they are. First off, starting off with none other than Miss Patty LaBelle herself. Patty LaBelle. Miss Patty LaBelle would be Hickory Farms. Hickory Farms? You like n- the people who make cheese? Yeah, they make cheese and like barbecue things. <laughs> All right, Diana Ross. Diana Ross. Diana Ross would be um, Deb. Remember that store, Deb? No. It's like a. It's like I think it might be only in in the Midwest. It's like a. It's a clothing store. I remember it from the eighties, and they always used to have like chains hanging from the ceiling. Deb. All right, Barbara Streisand. (gasps) Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand would be like um, Pottery Barn. Okay, we have. Liza Minnelli. Oh, Liza Minnelli. Liza Minnelli, if she was a department store, she would be, um, oh, if Liza was a department store, she would be Ricky's. Ricky's. Ricky's is like a, um, they sell wigs and oh, like yes. costumes in New York. Ricky's. Okay, got it. Tina Turner. Tina Turner. <gasps> Tina Turner would be Saks Fifth Avenue. Oh, yes. yes. She's a class act. <laughs> Christina Aguilera. Oh, Christina Aguilera, she's Hot Topic all the way, honey. <laughs> and that's it for Diva Department Store. That's it? That's it. That's all the divas we have right Give now. me one more because I want to see if any of them would belong to Sears or JCPenney. How about Barbara Walters? Barbara Walters? <laughs> that's the end of Diva and Department Store. magic spells and she's straight from hell she's witch baby that's me i'm a witch baby oh lord now bernadette buckle in i told your parents i'd make sure you were safe and sound in this new car they brought me to take care of you i don't want to go with the seatbelt nanny i like to do it unsafe 
Now, we know that's not the way we drive with me, Miss Bernadette, okay? You're going to have to buckle in that car. You're going to go flying right out of here faster than a pancake at a picnic. I want to drive the car. Give me the keys, Nanny. You can't drive, Bernadette. I can too drive. No, you can't. I told your parents I wouldn't let you do anything that was unsafe in this new car. I'm going to drive the car with my DWP. Yo, what? My driving wheeled pussy. Oh, no, don't stop running <laughs> with all that hocus pocus stuff. You know, it makes me nervous. Oh, Lord. I want to go to the arcade. Take me there now, nanny. Bernadette, no arcade for you. You're going straight to the playground to play with those nice kids that don't do spells and witch-like things. I don't like nice kids. And I want to go to the arcade. You better take me there or you're going to be in trouble. Bernadette, please be kind to me. I'm an old woman. I can't handle all this attitude. Oh, no. You got that crazy look in your eyes. (laughs) You look tired and dehydrated. You need some water, nanny? Oh, no. I had a Perrier before I came here. No, you don't need a Perrier. You need an MWP. What's that? A misty wet pussy. (laughs) I got the wheel now. Look how fast I can go, Nanny. Slow down, slow this car down, please. Don't you touch me, Nanny. You're going to be sorry now. You like those braids in your hair, Nanny? Oh, I love my new braids. Not my new braids, child. I'm going to rip them out one by one. You would, but it you wouldn't. With my scissor-wet pussy. Oh, wow. no. <laughs> oh, look how fast we're going. <laughs> Looks like Nanny's unconscious. Hope she didn't have a heart attack. Excuse me, sir. Can you get me to the arcade? I'm just a little witch, baby. She has magic spells and she's straight from hell. She's witch, baby. Witch baby. That poor nice nanny with those braids. She doesn't deserve that. Have you ever babysitted anyone? No. I've never babysitted anyone either. I would be scared to watch a child. Like, it would frighten me. I wouldn't want, like, no. No, I would never watch a child. I'm never really hardly ever around children. (laughs) That's a good thing. Do you think that's a good thing? Yes. You don't want to be around children all the time? Uh -uh. No. uh -uh. Well, one time when I was a child, I, um, I was like a baby. I was teething. And there was this new baby, uh, newborn, that they showed, brought over to my parents' house, some neighbor, and I bit its face. Oh, my God. Yeah, my mom told me that I left teeth marks on its pretty milky white skin. <laughs> well, one time, my mom was dating this guy that I hated, and it was during Halloween, and she left to work, and he was there. And I, I, I was like, I'm going to build a haunted house. Do you want to, like, be the first person to go through it? And he's like, yeah. But I set up the whole thing on purpose to, like do things to him like home alone and so I set up all these little she had those dividers that people have in their office like in in our garage and I made that into a maze and I put him in one of those chairs with wheels and I pushed him through it. and at the very end I took spaghetti that I dipped in vinegar and I threw it in his face oh you're like a you're a little witch baby <laughs> making mazes in your house and like you should have charged admission I should have I should have took his money and then threw the vinegar spaghetti in his face did he was he blinded 
uh, for a little bit, and he smelled like vinegar. Did he break up with your mother? Uh, yeah, but not because of that. Oh, it really it actually probably was because of that. <laughs> it probably was actually. And now it's time for women screaming. So last week's woman screaming was. Miss Mink stole from Serial Mom. I love that movie. Serial Mom. I love what she harasses everybody over really simple. Serial Moms were Serial Moms. They pro- no, they probably are actually. Oh. So, yes, oh, I love that movie. So, this week, Woman Screaming is. Hit it! <laughs> Ooh, who was that? Tune in next week and we'll let you know which woman was screaming. screaming. on 73rd Street. I was buying soup because I had strep throat. And then you came back to my place and you spoon fed me the soup. And then on our first day we went and tagged buildings all over Manhattan. And then we went back to your place where we made out and you gave me a book on Taoism. And then you drew a picture of my face on your wall and gave it to me. And the next day when I went to work in Soho on every corner and lamppost there was a picture of my face. I thought it was kind of creepy, so I never talked to you again. But I always remember that picture. And whenever I got a sore throat, I think of you. I remember you. Yeah, I remember you. I walked home the other day and saw your face. Appearing, disappearing, and reappearing in my mind. And I wish you'd just stay. That music too. I love music. <laughs> Just music in general. Elevator music. Oh, no, doctor I office music. music. You're naming like all the worst music. That's like, all the best music, honey. Madonna should do a CD of elevator music. If she has, it's called Something to Remember, her greatest ballad. Well, now it's time for our wig of the week. How you doing? This week's wig of the week belongs to. Miss Wendy Williams. She's actually a wig of every day of the week. Because she wears a wig. A different wig every day of the week. It was That seems kind of easy. But we're giving it to her specifically because on this past show she started crying. Yes. She's crying because she thinks her son doesn't love her anymore. Yes. And she's probably right. But then today she was on The View and she brought... She was? Yes. She <gasps> I brought, missed it. She missed it. And she brought a little paper that her son wrote, Five Things I Love About My Mom. She's intelligent. Wrong. She's funny. Wrong. She's beautiful. She wrote that list, by the way. Do you think she did? Yeah. I felt... Because it looked like... I don't know. But anyway, she said that 
immediately because her husband is like one of the executive producers of the show he was with the son they were upstairs and after that on break when she went into her dressing room the son immediately came down and said mom i love you you're the best i don't hate you was he wearing a wig because if he was he could be the wig of the week Ooh, we'll have to see and now that was our wig, wig of, of the, the week. week how you doing and now we present for you american horror story Hi, my name's Amber, and this is my American Horror Story. A couple years ago, I was hanging out at my house having a smoke. And when the smoke filled my lungs, I got real horny and I wanted to suck a big fat dick. The only problem was there wasn't any big fat dicks to suck. So I went outside to the corner of Cherokee and 53rd and I saw a car drive by and I stopped him. I asked him if he had a big fat dick and he said no, he has a tiny dick. I said, well that's not really what I'm looking for, but fine, okay, I'll take it. So I started to give him a blowjob and right before he came, his head started spinning and green shit came out of his mouth and got all over me. I ran out of the car as fast as I could and got sideswiped by an SUV. It took off my right leg and now I'm an amputee. My name's Amber, and that's my American Horror Story. Wow, what a whore. She was a whore. Do you know any whores? Um... The ones from the musical Chicago. They're all whores, those women. Yeah, they were all whores. There was a whore that lived above me in New York. She was a, um, a transsexual uh, prostitute. Uh, she, her name was, well, I'll, I'll, keep, I'll just say it was Miss X. Yes, Miss X. And she had big breasts. She's black, and but she also had a penis. And she loved to talk about how big her penis was. She actually looked just like Wendy Williams. And they <laughs> act alike, too. Really? Yeah, and she used to... Um, uh, I guess she had an ad in the Village Voice, and so her Johns used to come over, and um, you know, you know, she said there was a lot of straight guys from New Jersey that came over, or married men oh, wow. from New Jersey that liked her big black cock, and um, that's what she, that's how she said it. <laughs> I wouldn't use those words, and um, and she also used to uh, meet men with like a webcam, and doing like webcam stripping, and she sounds racy. Well, she was racist. She was a prostitute. Yeah, that's true. And then I remember I saw one day the police came and with a battering ram and they knocked down the door and they arrested her. Oh my God, was her dick hanging out? I don't know. I mean, I don't want to know that. <laughs> I mean, I do want to know that. I don't want to see that. I mean, I do want to see that. But you don't want to know it. I don't want to know it. Right. Yeah. So that was my, that's the one prostitute I knew. And then I actually knew another prostitute. I met this kid. We went on a date. We met uh, Club Cheetah. And the night it was the night Britney Spears was there with Justin Timberlake. It was like a gay club, mm-hmm. and it was a kind of Latino. And upstairs they played house, and downstairs they played hip hop. And Justin and Britney were like in this little booth, and they were like blocked off by bodyguards. So I met this kid. I don't think we ever went on a date, but I went to his place up in Harlem, and he um, said he used to be a model, but his face um, was deformed by a rival model who bashed a bottle over his face. Oh, my gosh. So he lost, he, he felt like he lost some of his look. So then, Henry, he became a, a hustler. 
So that's my American horror story. <laughs> horror and horror story, honey. All in one. My Harlem American story. horror horse story. Well, after that, I think we need a little lesson. A lesson in legendary? Oh, yes, child. You hear that? That's the deep house sound of Mr. Junior Vasquez. Legendary. Legendary New York City DJ of the club Sound Factory. Legendary. He had the controversial song, If Madonna Calls, where he took a recording of Madonna from his answer machine and put it to a house beat. Legendary. They had a falling out after that. Legendary. He still performs all over the world. Not in New York City, because there's no more nightclubs. They turned all the nightclubs into restaurants. Legendary. You hear that? Ooh, that beat. That's Junior Vasquez. Legendary. Speaking of nightclubs, this is my tip. If you ever want to take a disco nap and you're on your way to the club right after work and there's no time, Mm -hmm. I recommend taking a disco nap in the coat check. And I suggest getting, like, a coat with a good fabric, like a cashmere mm. or a um, wool or cotton blend, something that doesn't leave a sleep mark on your face. Right. So you go in there, you take a 20-minute disco nap in the coat check, you're ready to go and take and dance the night away. That's my tip for the day. I love that tip. Thank you. Just the tip. <laughs> and now it's time for Words, words of, of Wisdom. wisdom. Today was words of wisdom come from Miss Marilyn Monroe. This words of wisdom was taken from a 1962 interview with her done in her Brentwood home, where after she was fired for something's like something's got to give. You've read there was some actor that once said about me that kissing me was like kissing Hitler. <laughs> well, well, I think that's you know his problem. And if I really have to do intimate love scenes with an individual who really uh, has these kind of feelings towards me, then my fantasy can come into play. In other words, out with him, in with somebody else. There's somebody else there. Not him. He was never there. She was drunk in that, in this interview. Really? Yeah. She didn't sound like it. Oh, please. (laughs) And now it's time for Viewer Mail. Email sent. So I asked everybody on one of the podcasts to send in their emails and give dating advice because I'm pretty good at giving advice and matchmaking. Uh, excuse me, I said I'm, very, I'm pretty good at giving advice and matchmaking, Black Ken. Yeah, so what? <laughs> I would like for you to say, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Do you don't think I'm good at giving advice, dating advice? I don't need I anybody. Mean, okay, I don't need any. I don't need. I don't need your approval. I just okay. do things on my own. Then okay. I'll just do okay. this. I'll, okay. We can do things on my own. Okay. So this viewer is. Uh, we'll call him uh, scared of having a relationship with a homeless man in Van Nuys, California. He says, "Last week I was drunk in Hollywood and didn't want to drive, so I was wondering, wand- wandering the streets at three o'clock in the morning, looking for trouble. It was then that I met him. He was fine." 
He looked clean, normal, so I asked him why he was out so late, and he said his roommate accidentally locked him out of the house. His phone was dead, and he had to wait to get in because it was a lock gate situation, and he couldn't buzz because they didn't have the buzzer working connected to their phones or something. So he sat in the car, so we sat in the car for a while, and I sucked his dick for a minute. <gasps> for a minute? Just a minute? Anyway, but mostly we just talked, and then I dropped him off at home, what I thought was his house, exclamation point. We definitely made plans to meet again, and I invited him over to spend the night, and I would give him a massage. He was fine. He said that again. He must be really good looking. He must be fine. We've been texting ever since. My question is this. Since we've been texting, I've started to think he's a homeless fine guy. He told me he was a bouncer at a bar, but he doesn't seem to ever work. And I told him the first night he should come over and spend the night. And every night and every night since then, he's texted me to come over and sleep. And now the last text I got from him was, I'm hungry and tired. And he sounded totes desperate for a place to sleep. I haven't let him come over yet because I don't know what to do. He was, and I don't think into drugs. And I can tell usually I'm in recovery. Oh. But should I let him come over and spend the night or should I stop texting with him? Help. Oh. Okay. I mean, I feel like since the person who wrote in was like in recovery or whatever, they should just do it. You think because he's in recovery, he should just do yeah. it? Take he a need, chance. Yeah, and he needs that like warm, or this person needs that like warm body next to them, it sounds like. So the person in recovery. She needs somebody warm and next to him, so he's just going to take anybody. Yeah, I mean, and if you, like, spin it, what's the difference between, like, a hipster and a homeless person? So, uh, homeless people dress better. <laughs> well, I think this. If you think he's homeless, I mean, I would just go right out and ask him. I would say, you know, hey, you know, you after, you after you suck the dick, just say, hey, are you homeless? And then see what she says. It's, I, it's always best to be direct. And then see if you can get into his wallet. This is what I always used to do. After I would fool around with somebody and they took their clothes off next to the bed, I always would go through their wallet. So see if he has a wallet. See if there's an address in there. If there's, a, if there's an ID with the address, drive by that house. If there's no wallet with no ID or nothing, she's homeless. And then, you know, and, that, and then, you know, you know, I guess homeless people need to date too. Yeah. So then, I mean, then, you, then it's up to you. But then, you know, then you at least know if she's homeless or not. Right. But I don't think you should make your decision based on if he's homeless or not. You should just look for what's inside. But you don't want somebody just homeless trying to move in with you. And then you gotta like, well, you know, there's other, there's so many other things in the world. There's so much to do during Some the day. Some people like taking care of people. You know, it's like a trait. Well, if he likes to take care of people, then that's fine. He has a new pet. He has a stray. And that is viewer mail. If you hear some sort of pounding and stuff, my neighbors are doing some sort of fucking construction next door, and we, we record this podcast in their closet, and now we're hearing that damn pounding. But if anyone asks, just say that, like, we're getting our studio renovated. I think my episode neighbor, I think he murders people. Cause, yeah, yeah uh huh. Because I see him always like running out of the building. He's always like disheveled and distressed, and it's like clearly Does he doesn't. Have a black trash bag. No, but one time I did see him carrying something like a really heavy box down the uh, stairs into the garbage, and he always is running out of here really quickly and like huh, doesn't like make eye contact. And one time I saw him like halfway up the street just reading a piece of paper. 
wandered, lost. How many people do you think he's murdered? I don't know. I don't want to get involved in this. You're not counting? I'm you not counting. I don't know how many thumps, but I've heard thumps and noises upstairs. And also, maybe he's the one that's been stealing my forks. There's a murderer. I mean, it's not the first time I've been around a murderer. <laughs> and some people say, I kill it. I kill the game. <laughs> you can say, like, I kill the dance floor. Oh, I definitely murder the dance floor. And I definitely can, I definitely murder pussy. I tear up oh, pussy. Wow. Oh, when I have sex, I kill that pussy. <laughs> oh, don't you love some good pussy? Oh, up, up, oh I beat up, up some, I definitely beat up some good pussy. You're so vulgar. You definitely are, like, dirty today. There's something in the air. Smog. Uh, what's that thing I'm bouncy. I'm the first girl to scream on a track. I switched up the beat of the drum. That's right. I brought all the boys to the yard. And that's right. I'm the one that's tattooed on his arm. of Merlot and a glass of ice on the side. Thank you. Hey, Frankie, what's up? You're late, Ray. I know, but there's like I, some things that I had to do. I didn't just ru- couldn't just like rush over here. So you weren't thinking about me? You weren't considering my feelings while I was waiting for you here at the cafe? I was considering your feelings, but I was also considering like my life. Don't do that to me, Ray. Don't talk to me like that. Don't be like that with me. Don't. Okay, Frankie, what do you what do you want? All right, Ray. We've been roommates for six months now. Yes. And when I moved in, you said that in six months, you would buy a washer and dryer set for the apartment. I know, but I buy a lot of stuff for the apartment. Okay, but wait, wait, but where is it? Where's my washer and dryer set? I can't keep going to the laundromat, Ray. I can't keep having that laundromat destroy my clothes. My wet shield studded top is now studless. My Marc Jacobs deep v-neck is now a high midriff. That's tacky. Yeah, well, Frankie, like, I bought all this stuff for the kitchen. Don't be like that with me, Ray. You know I'm not working right now. Don't do like that. I bought, I bought stuff for the kitchen. I bought Sean Pepper shakers. That you threw on the ground and broke when you got mad. Look, I need to make a statement when I'm mad, okay? And there's nothing wrong with that. I bought those from P.F. Chang's. Okay, I stole them from P.F. Chang's. But you still got something for the kitchen, Ray. So you want me to buy a washer and dryer set because you bought, well, stole a salt and pepper shaker from P.F. Chang's and then smashed it on the ground? I can't keep doing laundry at the laundromat, Ray. Why not? Because there's teenagers on skateboards there. I could be kidnapped or roofied. I'm molested. You don't want that to happen to me right now, do you? So let's get serious here. I need you to buy that washer and dryer set. I'm not going to buy you a washer and dryer set. All right, then how about the dryer? Showed you that I love 
Hi, Sherry. How are you? Oh, God, you know, the kids. Kind of driving me up the guy gym wall, making a mess in the guy gym house. Oh, my goodness. Don't you love them? Don't you love them? I guess I have to. <laughs> Your house looks so beautiful, by the way. Are these new placemats? They are. I got them for the ladies' luncheon. <gasps> oh, I need new placemats. You... I mean, but I was thinking, should I get rid of them? Like, is it too much? I was like, thinking, is it too much? No, you shouldn't get rid of them. I had to get rid of my guy gym uh, placemats because my kids kept getting food stains all over them. Now I just won't let the kids in the kitchen anymore. That's what I was thinking. But do you think it's too much? I was thinking maybe. No, I think it's fine. You think it's fine? No, I think it's good. I like I, no, I like the embellishment and the flowers. Are they monogrammed? Um, I think so. You think they're monogrammed? They look like they're monogrammed. I think that I think they're monogrammed. I think so. I they're know. not your initials, but I think that they're monogrammed. No, no. Um, so I was thinking that maybe um, I would make a casserole for the ladies' luncheon. I was thinking that's a good idea. I was thinking the the women's luncheon to benefit the women empowerment summit conference. So oh, you were thinking a casserole. I was thinking a casserole, maybe like breakfast, like mimosas, and like an egg casserole. That sounds good. So I think yeah, I think we could do a. A casserole, yeah, and like, I think we could do mimosas, and then I think I was gonna make a nice, a nice um, lasagna or some turkey burgers. Oh, do you think? I, do you I think, think turkey people, burgers are fun? Like you think like little miniature turkey burgers would oh, be fun? Like I'm experimenting with them in the kitchen right now. I think it's great. My kids hate them, but my kids hate everything right now. They're teenagers. Yeah, my daughter Erin cut up a Barbie doll and she put it in the in the bathroom and with a note that said, "I wish this was you." Do you think my daughter hates me? Think so. Or do you think she's just going through her turbulent teens? Do you think that's what she's doing? I, th- I mean, my daughter, she like took two Barbie dolls and she like took both their heads off and she like stuck them in dirt in front of that house. And, and she did that to yeah, you? And she, yeah, I, she said, this is how you make me feel. I can't believe she did that to you. She did. Sheila was, she was she, such a good girl. She was, but I mean... They started, changed. Started listening to Justin Bieber and it's just. Oh well, that's it. Changed. That's it, Gajima. Turn off that Gajima music. They changed. They changed. You think? Do you think they'll? Do you think they'll change for those? Do you think they'll get better? Do you think, think, think they'll change? Do you think, uh, do you think they hate us? Do you think they hate us? I think they do hate us. Oh, do you think they're gonna? Uh, so I was also thinking that for we should all like wear um uh really cute sweaters. We should all be in in some sort of fun bright color. Keep it cheerful. You think yeah, red? Yeah, I, you think a red sweater would be fun? We think it's too hot. Do you think a red sweater? You think it's pink? Uh, God I damn it! I I yeah. Do you think we should just cancel it? You think we should cancel it? Yeah. I, mean, I don't think we're ready. Do you? No. I, I don't I, think yeah. we. You think we should? Let's just cancel let's it. Let's just cancel it. Let's just cancel, let's it. cancel it. Let's just go shopping. Yeah, let's do that. Let's just go get shopping. Yeah, let's do that. Do you think we can go in your car? Mine's, mine's making a funny sound, and I'm afraid it's going to explode. I think my husband put a bomb in there. Oh no! Yeah, do you think my husband wants to kill me? Uh, I don't know. I was watching the special last night, and I think that, I don't know, maybe you think so. Do you were watching not? a special? What kind? Was it Dateline? I was watching that, too. Do you think my husband wants to kill me? I think he does want to think kill me. Husband, I, think husband, kill, think I think your husband wants to kill me. No, do you think your husband wants to kill me? Oh, you think he wants to kill me? So you're thinking my husband's not paying attention to me? Do you think both are going to get killed? Do you think he thinks you're prettier than me? Do you think my husband thinks you're prettier than me? Do you think my husband thinks you're prettier than me? Do you think he thinks I'm prettier than me? I don't know. I don't know what to say. I think we should just... You know what? We should have the summit. We, we should, should do it, it because we, it. we yeah. need it. Yeah. We need to have the summit conference, Women in Power. We should do it. Yes. Okay. Any, we need to, do, do anybody have a number two pencil? Do you have a number two pencil? Do you think I we... Do, my daughter took all the pencils and burned them in the backyard. Oh, my God. You know what? I think I think I got to lay down. Okay. And that was Women Thinking. Oh,
Hi, Grace. Um, so I was wondering, I'm looking to get back into the work field and I don't know where to start. You don't know where to start? The first thing I recommend is coming to UTI, United Teachers Institution. What? It'll help you learn how to talk again and read and write and get a job and do all the things that people say that we can't do. That's all I need to do is get a UTI? Yeah, UTI you'll learn math, you'll learn how to open up a book, you'll learn how to get a library card, you'll learn how to turn on the television, you'll learn how to open up a purse. But is UTI hard? It's so hard. That's why I'm here. And I think once you have a UTI, you'll never want to go back to UTI again. Really? Why? Because it's hard. It burns sometimes. I'm gonna do UTI. I think that's a good idea. Hey, UTI you'll learn all the necessary tools. Home training, how to pay your mortgage, how to get a mortgage. And how to deal with the nervous breakdown. How to survive a divorce. How to get married. How to make sure your husband doesn't hate you. How to, how to hire a private detective. How to not be interrupted by another woman. How to lose someone when they're chasing you in the car. And how to deal with your husband leaving you for your best friend. How to not get electrocuted when you're operating a, a blow dryer. And what to do when your kids say they hate you. What do you do when you're told that you have a crazy laugh? You go to UTI. You go to UTI. Here at UTI, I learned all kinds of new things. Like, I don't know, think. Me too. They give you a glass of cranberry juice and they say enjoy. Thanks, UTI. This is my job. What are you doing here? I'm a teacher now. This is my job. Listen, I worked so goddamn hard to get this UTI, and I won't give it up without a fight. You're not the only one with a UTI. A lot of people have UTIs. I got this UTI. I worked all night, and I stayed up all night, and I woke up the next morning, and I went to the bathroom, and I said, hey, I got a good UTI, and I'm not going to give it up. So anyway, call 1-800-UTI-6842. And remember, U-T-I can. Shut up, bitch. Everybody comes to Hollywood. Everybody comes to Hollywood. Everybody comes to Hollywood. Everybody comes to Hollywood. Oh my God! This well, this acting class, honey, and all these actresses and actors in there, in there, they just want to talk about like, oh, their feelings and all this. You know, like feel like I'm doing something and I'm acting. I'm like, just go out there and act. Find a stage. I don't know. Do a podcast. All I do in Hollywood mostly is look for parallel parking. <laughs> I like the Hollywood sign. Oh, thanks for that. I mean, you're really <laughs> into this conversation. Thanks so much, Black Ken. <laughs> Black Ken only wants to talk about what she wants to talk about. You don't want to talk... Also, you know, people, women have thrown themselves out the Hollywood sign. Ooh, that sounds interesting. Did they die? Yeah. Oh, they broke their so necks. Well, um... Anything else you want to say? I mean... Well, I mean, you pretty much, like, summed up, like, Hollywood. I mean, we have... I did. Acting classes, parallel parking. There's... Oh, I have something wrong with my eye. What's wrong? There's... It's, like, puffy and red. I got to go to um, a clinic after this. (laughs) Speaking of UTI, I have to go to a clinic and I get to my eye because I don't have health insurance. Am I supposed to have health insurance now with Obama? I can't keep track of what's happening. Yeah, you just got to go... To Covered California. Covered California? Yeah, Covered California. I don't have time with all my wig wearing and doing this podcast. So, I can never say her name. So, Brandy... Glanville? Yes. From Real or Hot. Brandy the singer. She doesn't no, have a last name. Singer. Norwood. It's not Brandy Norwood. It's not Moesha. Is there this girl Brandy I went to high school with who was in a wheelchair? No, it's not that Brandy. It's the white Brandy with extensions 
on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She is apparently in trouble for, I guess on her podcast, she was saying how she went to, in her school, her sister got like felt up by one of the teachers and she was mad because she felt like she wasn't good enough because he didn't fill her up. What? Yeah. She wasn't good enough. Well, probably. But anyway, that sparked a lot of controversy and now they're trying to figure out if they're going to keep her on the show or not. Honey, they should get rid of all those shows. I think I think they've made they've come they've made their point you know wigs women crazy we get it and it's time to move on. There's a more important message. The message behind that behind the housewives is bullying. They don't they want people. They're always think somebody bullying. I think bullying builds character. Everybody throws that word around so much. Bully, bully, bully. I was bullied. bullied. I was bullied. I was bullied because of this voice. Everybody and was I was bullied. I'm, and I'm continually being bullied because of this damn voice. And um, I think bullying builds character because right away when these kids get bullied, you can't bully them. It builds character. It makes you have a thick skin so you can go out into the world and handle yourself and just can't have somebody jump in and save you all the time. Nobody helps me. Nobody saves well, me. <laughs> Nobody. Okay, well, Brandy and Joyce are yours. Are really trying to fight this whole bullying thing by doing campaigns where they're half naked, um, and they say like, "Stop bullying." Our Joyce is putting up a middle finger and like this tight outfit, like F- "Fuck you for bullying me." And then, um, what's her name from Miami? Joanna Krupa or Cooper or whatever her name is, is like for doing something with her angels animals group and like she's in a bikini on in rollerblades with dogs and she wants you to like go to a shelter and get a dog it's just very strange to me that these women like the only way they can think of helping out these organizations just taking pictures in skimpy outfits well that is the best thing that's the only thing they can do maybe that's why well of course that's why I mean, who, you know what? The, the fact that these women are doing anything, just they shouldn't even be on. They shouldn't even be, be seen or heard. Or if you know, in Hollywood, of course, they all have their own television shows because their voices sound fine. Well, maybe they're all trying to get a show like Bethany. I hate that show. Bethany, you hate Bethany. I can't stand that show. She's so attacking. Say yes to yes, or what did she say at the end? Say of yes to yes, and I say no to her. What's That's wrong what with Bethany. I don't know what's wrong with the two people I saw at Vaughn say trying to use the ATM. They took them about 10 minutes to use to figure out how to use the ATM Maybe machine. they had a really long pin. There was no, no, that's not what it was. They couldn't understand how to use an ATM. I mean, if it gets to that point where you don't know how to use an ATM, just go to like the woods somewhere and build a log cabin. And just live in there. Live in there. And eat bark. Take the money out of the bank, if you can. If you, if you can't, you know how to use the ATM. And, you know, that's, how, that's what the Unabomber did. Unabomber. Oh, the Unabomber, he wore that, that very chic hood and used to send bombs to people. Oh. That was like in the 70s. Oh. Like, was that when, what's his name, Manson was around? Manson was in the 60s. So this was you don't know your You don't know your serial uh, murderers? I know them, but not the order in which the serial murders came. Serial mom would not be happy with you. You have to know. The, you have now, to know. Was the, Serial Mom before Manson or after Manson? Serial Mom was a movie. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Oh my God, honey, this show's called Cha Cha Heels, <laughs> named after John Waters' film. Where are you today? You, you're you're kind of checked out. No, I'm here. You're you're here, but you're there in here. You're yeah. seesawing between two dimensions. Yes, I think I have like I just gained like a power, like a. Well, this is wonderful, wonderfully stimulating conversation. <laughs> This past weekend we went to, I was invited to a barbecue in Inglewood. Well, you have to rewind and start. Like, why did you end up going to that barbecue? Because I was invited to it, and it's a barbecue, well, and it's in Inglewood. a birthday before that, and you went there? Oh, uh, well, actually, yes. I was invited to a brunch 
on Saturday. And they kept changing the time to 2 to 12 to 2 to 12. And they said, honey, add it up. And it's 24. Anyway, so... I go to the brunch, and I have to drive all the way to Inglewood, and I don't drive on the freeway because I get dizzy. So I have to take the surface streets. I have to drive everywhere in this fucking town. And I get to the barbecue or the uh, uh, brunch, and they move the day to Sunday. And so anyway, so they're like, well, we're having a barbecue down the street. I'm like, fine, I'll go to that barbecue because I was starving. And I was like, I came all the way to Inglewood. And then I had to wait four or five hours before I got the food. And we said grace, too, because it was Martin Luther King Jr. weekend. You took a great picture, by the way, of everyone waiting with plates in their hands. Honey, they had plates and they were waving them because they're waving the plates, fanning themselves with plates like they were in church, <laughs> like it was a Medea movie. So after the barbecue. Okay, so then after the barbecue, the next day they all wanted to go out clubbing because somebody was leaving town, and I went and met them at the club. And by the time I got to the club, which was only twelve thirty, it wasn't even twelve thirty. I think no, it, was it was like, like midnight. Yeah. Because here in LA, the clubs close at two. Really, one thirty. Anyway, that's a whole other topic on another time. So I get to the club, and um, next thing you know, they had already all left. And then all they were playing was this ratchet music, and it wasn't even good R&B or hip-hop or pop or house music. It was just like this boring stripper music from the ATL. And so, you know, I just got a pizza, and I went home. And then we, oh, don't forget, we paid for that VIP air, and there's nothing VIP about it. You walk up there, and it's just... More people dancing. They had to pay five dollars for a VIP area, and it was basically just so they wouldn't. It keeps you safe from the um, fire marshal, so they don't get trampled. Exactly. I pay five dollars for a fire marshal. I don't even know what I'm talking about. But the point is, is that we did it. We got out of the house and we went and we made an effort. And the moral of the story is, don't make an effort. And I wonder when we are ever gonna change. Yes, if you're out there, please send us, um, email us at chachaheelspodcast at gmail.com. Give me more, um, uh, we need more letters, for letters advice. and advice. And if you have any pictures of you in a wig, we can describe it on the air because we can't show it. it. We can post it on our Instagram. We can post it, we can post it on our Instagram at Pete Sias. And also follow me on Twitter at Pete Sias. Follow me on Instagram as well and Twitter at the Black Kin, T-H-E-E. Black She's Kin. Shakespeare, honey. She's a fellow. <laughs> Well, is that it? I think that concludes another week. I have to get to the clinic to get my eye checked. I know. We probably shouldn't be sitting this close. I'm not contagious. It's just an eye irritation. I'm sorry. People are just treating me so bad with my voice and my eye. Don't do it. Oh my God. That's why I'm doing a podcast because of my eye. And then I try, and then I, then I don't, I'm so confused. Anyway, so thanks for listening. (laughs) And, um, Please join us next week on another episode of Cha Cha Heels. Oh, you have an MD? Are you, are you, are you a doctor? Oh, so that makes you a doctor. Yeah, like half a doctor. No, it's not even half, honey. None of mine's gonna burn. No, it won't. You don't know. You don't know me. You don't know me, and you don't know my eyes.
Oh, I wanted to tell a story about me being a power lifter. Too late, bitch.